This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I'm James Parker with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They are financial advisors with Mercurio Wealth Advisors. So, of course, we're going to be talking about money. And the whole purpose of this show is to get you prepared for retirement, get you through retirement, and help you catch those little things that fall through the crack all so often. But before we get down to business, welcome back, guys. How's it going? Uh, it's, it's pretty good for a, uh, a weekend morning. It's not too bad. We're, uh, you know, we're midway through August and summer's in full swing or almost done now, really. And I guess school started back or starting back in some of the local areas here in the last week or so. So, you know, I think we still have a lot of concerns about it. Uh, recession, inflation, tax increases, all the things that continue to make the headlines. And of course, the stock market, I think, although we've seen a little bit of a rebound here the last month or so i think we're still uh you know going to see some rough spots throughout the balance of this year so it's again i'll got i'll start off the show by saying it's a great time to get a second opinion on on whether your plan is uh how this has affected your plan and whether it puts your plan in jeopardy or not yeah i'm still down for the year is, is that what you're seeing when people come in the office or call the office Oh yeah, I think that you're still down. I mean, but I did see that you know the the S and P 500. If you look at the yearly or year to date numbers, we were down as much as 23 percent on the S and P. I think the last time I looked at it, which was last week, was uh, we we're down about 13 percent. So we've had a little bit of a, a nice little run in June and July. About uh, you know regained about 10 percent of that. Uh, but yeah, you're probably still down in your portfolios, even if you you know, we're only down five to 7%, the likelihood because of the diversification you got in your portfolios, likelihood that it's come back like the market has probably hasn't yet. Yeah. Good thing is we got some events coming up. We got some coming up and looks like our next ones are in October. So we're going to be talking about the inflation volatility that's going on. We have some dinners up at Ruth Chris, October 5th and 13th to talk about all the volatility and everything that's going on and how our planning has set our clients up um, for the best outcome as possible. Um, so that is one good thing we are getting, we kind of took the summer off from some of the events. So we're getting back to doing those and trying to educate people as much as possible. Yeah, that's good timing on the events because you know, uh, November is going to be kind of a huge swing. We've just learned that we've been in a recession since the, the beginning of the year. So November will be 11 months into the recession, which is the average. Y'all told me that on, uh, I think it was last week's show, the, yeah. the average yeah. recession is 11 months. So there's reason to believe that we may have hit the, you know, the bottom of the deep end and we're starting to float back up to the surface. And uh, on top of that, the elections w- will give a bunch of people uh, an excuse to think, okay, some of this um, uncertainty is out of the way. You know, the, the party that loves raising taxes just got kneecapped. So a uh, couple of good reasons for optimism. And I'm glad you're having events right before that possible transition. Yeah, I think that the, the events could be a good timing and it'll be a, a good opportunity for people to get out. And really, uh, as Troy said, just just keep that educational process going. And, and that's what our you know, main desires with these events that we do every, uh, every time we did one of the dinner events or if we're over at, uh, at L doing one of our classroom, uh, setting events, uh, or anything really, when we're bringing in our clients, just doing a client event, we're trying to educate them and everything. And, you know, I think the thing that you have to look at right now with the, uh, the recession, as we're calling it, it's, there's really three reasons why this one's going to be a little bit different. I think, because when you look at past recessions, Usually you have economic output and and employment both go down during that period of time. Uh, The unemployment here is still at a record low. So I think we, you know, have a little bit of a positive there that we're, you know, could see that uh, coming out of making the recession a little bit shorter. Uh, Companies are still really, this time they're really cash rich. We're seeing that more companies are sitting on higher balance sheets. 
or higher balances in their cash uh, accounts than, than they have in past times. So that would typically mean that maybe they're going to be able to hang on to employees longer or keep from laying off, uh, which would normally happen in some type of a recession. And then, of course, the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates and they're trying to to keep those uh, keep inflation at bay. Uh, so we'll see how that all pans out and how that all works through the balance of this year. Yeah, we haven't seen that because when we had the, the big turn down at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, unemployment shot up along with GDP going down. And then in uh, 2008, 2009, that financial crisis had uh some not fun unemployment numbers go with it. It's it is weird to have what's close to record low unemployment in the middle of a recession. Yeah, it's certainly not something that's that's a norm for sure. So uh, now I think that there's some things that you have to look at with the pandemic, and you know we're just coming off. I had one of my coaching classes here recently, or coaching sessions recently with a, a business coach, and one of the things that she said to me, she said, you know. I think just everybody's just kind of tired. You know, you, we, we powered through 2020 in the pandemic and a lot of people, a lot of businesses had record years in, in 2020. Some of them went bust, but some of them, you know, had record years. And then 2021 was kind of the same thing. We were coming out of it. Everybody kept going and everything in 2022, everybody just kind of, or not everybody, but some people just kind of, went, Ugh, you know, it's just kind of, I got through it now. Now what do we do? So I believe, you know, even though we're showing lower unemployment numbers and everything, I think that we have a certain percentage of the population that are not working. They're not being counted at this point. That's just my personal opinion. Um, so I, I think there's some some play in those numbers. But, yeah, I mean, we typically you don't see lower unemployment numbers with, uh, you know, with a recession. So, you know, another stat, stat I saw that was weird about this one is, uh, yeah, unemployment numbers are low, but we still have the issue of adult children living with their parents. A lot of them in the crunch from the pandemic moved back in with their parents, and I don't think they've all moved out yet. <laughs> no, they definitely haven't. We saw that during the peak of the pandemic, we saw about 52% of young adults, and that's ages 18 to 24, move back in with, in with their parents. And I would probably account most of that to schools being shut down. I mean, colleges are shut down, so dorms are shut down. Kids are going back home with their parents because they really have nowhere else to go. Um, but we've seen, I mean, Alan and I have done numerous plans for clients where you have to have that conversation where at what point does helping your children financially hurt your retirement plan. And sometimes we have to have that heart to heart with them and set them down and say, and look at their plan and make sure that what they're doing, what, how they're helping their children will not require them to work longer or mess up their retirement plan. So we do have to be conscious of that and make sure, yes, we do want to help our children, put them um, in the best place possible, but we want to make sure that we're not hurting ourselves in retirement planning as well. Well, it also seems it'd be nice to know if it's good news, like you're helping your kids, but on according to this spreadsheet, you're still going to have enough to retire on. So you don't have to add the worry of your finances to the concern about your kid trying to get back on his feet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always a tight rope to walk when you're, uh, you know, when you've got adult children, uh, you know, and I guess the thing that you have to kind of focus on what we're saying here, folks, is that, you know, if you've had, like Troy said, you had your, you know, college age student come back home and they're just kind of wading through this and maybe finding a job or whatnot, that's not terrible. Mm -hmm. But if you've got your, you know, 30 year old or 35 year old that's, that's never left home and that's a different conversation because that can be you know that failure to launch type thing just like that movie uh you just have to make sure that there's you're not being a, a hindrance to your kid because number one they've got to be able to get on without you but number two you've got to be able to make sure your retirement plan is not in jeopardy because you've put so much of it of your effort into them and we've had multiple conversations with families over the years where that's exactly what they did. Now, not that we're going to be able to talk you out of doing that or or not. Maybe we're going to be able to point out some things that, that she should think about. But everybody's got to make their own decision in that as to whether they can, you know, have that conversation with their kid or not. 
Yeah, I think when it comes to that, the bottom line is our clients, people that we talk to get to learn from experiences that we've dealt with other clients in that aspect. So somebody that's going through this for the first time and hopefully the only time having to help their children when they are younger or older, they get to experience our experience by our, the advice that we're able to give and just say, you know what, what's going on right now, if this keeps on going and your kids keep requiring you to spend your hard earned money, then this will hurt your retirement. We're the best thing for us to do is set them down and look at numbers and just make sure the numbers still work out. Uh, make sure if they are helping right now that their retirement is still on track. Yeah. It, it comes down to this really folks. I mean, it's all about the income that you're going to be able to pull into your house every month and how, what that number looks like, and then how much are you giving up? So I'm going to just kind of throw this out here. If you're thinking about this, or if you're, this is something you're thinking, man, they're hitting the nail on the head with us. We need to really talk about this. The, the best thing to do is, is to just figure out where your plan is and how that's actually going to work for you. And what we did last week, and it worked out pretty well, is we put a phone number out there that allows you to text the word income to 502-576-4800. So you can text the word income to that number. And then what we'll do is we get, we receive that on our end. We'll send you out a one page document that's front and back. It's got all the information that you need to, to figure out what your income gap is. And the income gap says, okay, we're going to spend, you know, $5,000 a month. We've got a guarantee of $2,000 a month coming in. So we need $3,000 or we, you know, we need a thousand dollars, whatever that gap is. That's what's going to help you to determine this form is. And then what, once we have that information, it's really easy to plug that into our retirement uh, 360 scorecard and give you an idea of where your plan is. So text the word income to 502-576-4800 and we can get that form right out to you and then we can actually work with you to, to see if, we, if your plan is on track. All right, that's Alan Mercurio along with Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. For your copy of the one-page income gap analysis, text the word INCOME to 502-576-4800 or text RETIRE to set up a visit to get the Retirement 360 Scorecard, 502-576-4800. Welcome back to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. They're financial advisors, so of course we're talking about money if you're new to the show. But look, preparing, saving for retirement, always a topic that comes up on this show. But it's different for small business owners. They have some unique concerns. If you're a small business owner, you don't have someone setting up a 401k for you. You don't have someone setting up a retirement plan for you. You don't have someone setting up, here's your insurance options. You got to do all this stuff yourself on top of having the mastery of some skill and then running a business and accounting and accounts accounts payable, accounts receivable, getting the lease on your building. Now you got to come up with your own retirement plan as well. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. I mean, I, I can tell you just firsthand, I've been a business owner for 40 years, I guess. And in the early years, that's all you're doing is looking to survive. All you're trying to do is figure out how to survive. And then sooner or later, you kind of get past that point. But a lot of things could be missed in those early years. And some alarming numbers I'll throw out at you. 34% of small business owners right now, this is according to SCORE, it's a small business association 
can't remember what that stands for, but it's a, it's an organization that helps small businesses. But 34% of small businesses right now don't have a retirement savings plan, which is alarming because, you know, you think about, you know, even getting through the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic, that's what they, you know, has been so much focus on small businesses as opposed to these large businesses. A lot of folks have went out and said, okay, we're not going to go back to work, but or we're not going to go back to work for somebody else, but we're going to work for ourselves. We're going to either work on the road where we can do things remotely and we can create some content or we can do whatever out there. But if all you're doing is focusing on making money every month, that's great, but you got to have some for that future self. You got to be able to put some money back. Another alarming statistic is that 40% of small business owners right now say that they won't be able to retire at age 65. Again, to me, that's concerning. Now, being a small business owner, I can also say that a lot of people that open their own business that have a passion for it, they don't really care if they retire at 65 anyway. You know, they're planning on going on for maybe years and years beyond that because it gives them something to do, something creative to work for. But still, I mean, just to say that I don't think I can retire, that would be pretty alarming to hear that kind of stat. Yeah, and I think a lot of the small business owners don't actually know what their business is worth. I know I have a, he'll probably know if I say (laughs) who he is, but I have a chiropractor that's out um, right down the road here. And he's a client, he's been a client for a few years. But when I first met with him, that was a conversation. He owns his own chiropractic firm. And I asked him, I said, what is your business worth? He's like, well, it's just me. It's like, but you have a list of clients, right? He never put that down. He never thought about it, mm-hmm. that that list of clients actually has a value to it. So knowing the value of your business, that is an asset. And you need to know what that is at all times, because you can bring somebody in, you can, I guess, groom them to take over that book of business. And then that adds value to your business. So it's really looking at all assets. And uh, you've said it multiple times that a lot of small business owners, their retirement plan they usually put that it back is, into their yeah. business yeah. and it's just kind of how it works. So you do have to look at that. Well, and I, you know, I do think that there's a high number of business owners out there that really don't even think about selling their business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had that conversation with multiple people over the years that, that said that, you know, you know, just They'll like just you said, it's just like, Hey, I'm the business. So when I get ready to stop, I'll just mm-hmm. stop. And, and, uh, you, you have to think about the value that you're creating for your, your clients, whether they are, you know, tax clients or automobile clients. Like if you own a body shop or something like that, you have a value there that the, like Troy said, you can probably sell that to somebody else. Now you may, you know, honestly, when you're build, building a buyout or an exit strategy, you want to probably plan on being there for a couple, two or three years after you sell it. But, but still, you have to make sure that you're you're looking for that value that you're creating. And I think you need to have something that's diverse, like a 401k or some type of retirement plan that you're putting into. A buddy of mine's got a lot of real estate that he uses real estate instead of his. Uh, 401k. So whatever you're doing, you got to make sure that you're looking for the time when you do stop working and carrying beyond that for probably 25 or 30 years. Even another side to look at this, I know we're really talking to small business owners, but the pandemic has really brought up with everybody wanting to work from home, more value for the employees. What can the employees get out of it more from the small business owners? So having a 401k for your employees, giving them extra benefits that would encourage them to either work for you, work longer for you, stay with you as a company. But what kind of benefits can you add? You add a 401k to your company, yeah, it benefits your employees, but it also benefits you and allows you to invest and save more than you're able to. So it's good for both ends. Yeah. I have a couple of friends who are, are business owners. One owned a bar and the second the pandemic happened, the lockdowns happened. He yeah. just he just closed up shop. The mm-hmm. other one uh, tried to stay open, and it's been not just the pandemic and the lockdowns were a pain, but now unemployment's low, so it's hard to find work. And now the uh, there's supply chain disruptions, so they keep running out of things here and there. And th- there's all kinds of other pains that these small business owners, the ones that actually decided to stick it out and try and make it through this. They're not out the other side, even though pandemic speaking, the rest of us are pretty much back to normal. Yeah. Um, when you said that supply chain issues and it reminded me as somebody that he actually just 
recently retired. He owned a, he was part owner in a sporting goods, local sporting goods store here. And he's been a client for about four or five years now. Um, so we were able to put his retirement 360 game plan together, had everything updated. Um, we track it on a yearly basis, but he came to me after the pandemic, actually, I think last year. And he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of it. I don't have inventory. I have to, because of the school shutdown, because local sporting goods, they're focused on school contracts and all, all right. that. So he was dependent on them. They were shut down. He couldn't get any business. He was just like, I'm done. I, I don't feel like being in this rat race anymore. Can I do it? So we sat down, looked at his numbers. And because the way we set up his plan, and he had guaranteed income, and he had enough income to take care of what they needed, talking about that income gap analysis, he had a surplus in income because of the income plan that we created. Yeah, he could go ahead and hit that easy button and say, retire, I'm nice. done. Yep. So he was able to get his buyout from the company and walk away. So he didn't have to deal with it anymore. So yeah, that when you mentioned that, just hit that nail on the head. Well, I think that that's the the key folks. If you're, if you're sitting there this morning thinking about this a little bit and you're saying, you know, these guys get on here and talk about this every week. The best thing you can do for yourself is really determine where you are as far as even if you're, you know, 55 years old, you're 10 years from retirement or the normal retirement age. And you, you say, I just need to know where the heck I am. What I'm going to encourage you to do is, is jot this number down, 502-576-4800, and you can text the word income to that number. What we're going to do is we're going to send you a form. It's a, a one-page form. It's on front and back of it, but there's information on there to help you determine what your income gap might be. Like like Troy said, you might have an income surplus. That would be great. So we could, once we have that information, we can plug it into the rest of our system, into the retirement scorecard process, and then we can actually show you what your likelihood, your probability of success would be if you went ahead and pulled the string or hit the easy button, like Troy said, and, and went ahead and retired now. So text the word income to 502-576-4800. We'll get that report out to you or get that information out there to you so you can you know start the process of understanding your potential to retire all right let's talk about the the small business owners that don't have their own retirement plan set up what do you do to fill in for that gap if you're self-employed because you know if you work for a corporation they already got a 401k plan set up for you you just go sign up but small business owners how do you fill that gap well, I, I mean, there's a, there's a few options for small business owners that you can uh, where you can still save money. You can do an IRA based retirement plan. That means that you're just setting up an IRA account for yourself and you're you know, putting some money into it every year. I think the limit now, if you're over age 50, seventy five hundred dollars. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, seventy five hundred dollars a year that can go into the account and you get to take that off on your taxes. Or if you set it up as a Roth IRA, you don't get the tax deduction, but you're saving that money into the account. So you can do that with just an IRA based plan. With the Roth, it does grow tax free. Yeah. And then you also have a SEP IRA or a simple IRA that allows that $7,500 number to grow. So you can actually put more into those different plans. And you just have to be careful if you're using a SEP plan or a simple plan uh, and you have employees, you have to offer the same thing to them. So you got to be willing to do that if you're going to set up those types of plans. That You can do the self-employed 401k. Those are uh, plans that allow you to put money into the name or into your plan for yourself. Uh, and you, again, you do have some limits and the restrictions on those. If you're taking, if you're putting, again, if you have employees, you're going to have to offer that to them as well. So there are some options out there that you can start putting into for your own retirement plan. The key is with all that, because I know everybody out there remembered every word Alan just said, <laughs> is knowing your <laughs> options. And most business owners don't. You're so focused on making the company run, getting everything going, keeping everything going and not necessarily looking towards the future and saving for retirement. So you need to know what your options are. Do one of these plans that Alan mentioned makes sense for you? Will it help you retain employees? Can we do some of that for you? Yeah, definitely. We can set up any of these for you and tell you which one might be best for you. And all you got to do is give us a call. Yeah. See, that's, that's another burden on top of being an expert at whatever your business is. Now I got to be an expert on how to set up these plans because you know, you don't just have one guy you go to, you got to shop around and pick the best one. So you walk people through that process. Absolutely. I mean, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll look at their current 
situation, whether they have employees, they don't have employees. Uh, if they are already offering some benefits, what can they afford to offer in addition to that? How do you build a plan that's going to work for them? So all that's part of the process. And it really starts out, folks, with going through that process that we talk about. And, and today what we're really focusing on is that income analysis that you need to really know where you are or where you're going to be in retirement and how much income you're going to have coming in or if you're going to have an income gap. So you'll text the word income to 502-576-4800 and that's going to generate a, a response. You're going, to re- you're going to receive that income gap analysis form so you can fill out and really determine where you are on your path to retirement. And then once we get that back in from you, then we'll sit down with you and we'll go through a our retirement 360 scorecard process, which will really help you understand what your probability of success will be in retirement. So text the word income 502-576-4800. All right. That's Alan Mercurio along with Troy Bolton. You're listening to Retirement 360. If you missed a show and want to catch up with Alan and Troy and the latest retirement planning topics, click on the media tab at louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. They're financial advisors. So when they talk about money, you should probably listen up. And what we're doing right now is, uh, you know, we always talk about retirement, but we're focusing on small business owners. Either you own a small business, you work for a small business, you're self-employed, you're a gig guy, you have your own little unique challenges in preparing for retirement. And, you know, we're just going over some of the things that look a little different. And you know what? Uh, When you work for yourself, you don't really just get to pick a retirement date and walk away. Uh, Sometimes you're a little bit more beholden to these projects than you would be if you worked for someone else. Yeah, I think a lot of people think of their exit strategy as just a way to end the business. And uh, it could be that. But the I think that you probably need to think a little bit more about how to move the business toward some long-term goals as to like a smooth transition into somebody, you know, somebody else running the business for you. I mean, we were talking about in the last segment and Troy made the comment. And I think that it's very true with a lot of small business owners that we look at these businesses as something that we get to go do for a 30 year period of time. And then we, when we decide we're done with it, we just kind of walk away from it. Well, that's not the case in most cases. Most of the time, you put so much sweat equity into your business and there's some value behind that. And because of the fact that most small businesses don't do their own 401ks or don't do their own retirement plans, a lot of guys and gals that are running these businesses look at that business as their retirement. So you have to kind of put a value to it. You got to walk through a process with somebody. We're talking to a gentleman right now that, that has a business that he's he's looking to sell that we just have to figure out what's the best strategy for him so that he's going to be able to get enough money out of it and continue to use that that money to create the income when he's when he's retired. Well you also have to look at it. Most small business owners that at least that I know are in kind of a service industry. So they've accumulated all of these clients that they take care of and they honestly care deeply for them. So your last job for your clients is to make sure that they have somebody there to take care of them and for that smooth transition, like Alan said. So, and all that does have a value to it. That is part of your assets. We, it does go to retiring for the small business owner, but you need to make sure that your clients are taken care of too and building out that plan that will help them to be taken care of. Well, let's talk about the exit strategy. You know, the what do you do a few years in advance so you're not scrambling at the the last minute here? How do you start to, the wind down process? It all goes to planning. Um, it's really setting down and figuring out exactly what you want to do. Um, planning early allows you to be more agile and be able to pivot when things do change. Like when this pandemic came and people decided that they just wouldn't be done if they did their planning early and knew where they could go and what they could do, then that's an option for them. But if you're just at a point where you had no planning done and you're throwing your hands up and you're like, I'm done, you're almost willing to accept almost anything at that point because you don't know what your options are. Yeah. And we've actually seen that a couple of times this year already that where folks have just said, Hey, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. 
but they didn't haven't done any planning ahead of time. So it, it puts them in a little bit more awkward um, position. And then it, our job is not, <laughs> our job is not to tell you what you want to hear. Our job is to tell you what you need to hear. So if, if, if we're running the numbers and come back to you and say, look, you know, that's not an option. You're not, you know, you're, if you sell the business maybe, but you're, you're going to have to create a, that exit strategy and, and build that into it. Uh, so many people, especially small business owners where we're talking about one or two people in the shop, maybe a husband and wife are running a business and they don't want, really have any employees. If you don't have that second person that, that kind of that Lieutenant that you're grooming to take over the business, then it becomes a, a challenge. So you have to really do some planning on the front end of that, you know, maybe two or three, four years ahead of time before you get ready to sell it to, to have that, you know, strategy going out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly where this income gap analysis comes into play that Alan's been talking about. It's really the first step in our retirement 360 scorecard process. Like Alan said, if you text the word income to 502-576-4800, we'll send you our income gap analysis. And that will help you determine exactly what your income need is in retirement. And will you have enough income to take care of what you need? So Let's get started down that process. Text the word income to 502-576-4800 and we'll get you our income gap analysis. That way we can start you down the path of the Retirement 360 scorecard. All right. Uh, we're talking about small business owners today and y- y'all keep bringing up the, like the client list has value. There's certain things that you know doesn't have a, a tangible value, but certainly someone's willing to pay money for that client list, it's easy to go get an appraisal on a building or whatnot, but how do you start getting the right price? How do you start selling off some of that intellectual property? Yeah, I think that's a, also a challenge for most small business owners is that, you know, we have a tendency to overvalue our, our, uh, business, especially if all you're doing, if you're in a service type business, like a chiropractor, like a, body shop guy or, or, you know, a lady that owns a hair salon or whatever that business is, you tend to think, okay, well, it could be worth more. You know, maybe it's in my mind, it's worth a half million dollars and it's only worth, you know, really $250,000 to somebody that's buying it. So you have to find that number. You got to be able to uh, look at your revenue numbers, look at your consistent revenue that's coming in every year. Typically, most of these valuations are based off of recurring revenue that you know that's coming in every year of some some form or fashion. And some multiple of that is where you're going to come up with your the value. But there are businesses out there that make a living valuing your business. So we can, you know, we can get somebody to come in and do all of the the number crunching to find out what the true value of your business is. And knowing what that is, you know, before you start down the path of saying, Hey, I just, I need to retire in a couple of years. That's going to give you a goal to shoot for if you're not there, or you're going to be able to look at and say, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to do this now. So I think those are the, the first challenges that you have to kind of overcome when you're setting up to sell a business and then making sure that once you get the payout on it, you know, uncle Sam's going to take his piece of it. So you want to have a tax plan with this too, and make sure that you're not giving everything up to Uncle Sam. Maybe it's better to take it over a period of time so that you're not paying everything in a lump sum to Uncle Sam. Uh, It's nice to get those big checks, but it may be better from a tax perspective to stretch that out over a year or two. Yeah, some of these uh, these ideas, they tend to pop up in sports contracts with like deferred compensation or something, but uh, that looks like it could be useful if you apply it when you're selling off your business or phasing into retirement. Yeah. One example of that is, is that, uh, you know, you can use, there's a, there's a tax code right now. That's the 1031 exchange that could allow you to possibly sell your business and avoid paying the capital gains tax on it, uh, or avoid paying some of the capital gains tax on it. We've helped clients do this in the past. And it's, it's just something that you, you have to be aware of the knowledge that are aware of the, you know, tax rules that are out there. Most of us small business owners aren't. Now, fortunately, Troy and I, we, you know, we focus on a lot of this. So we're, we're up on those types of rules and, and how they're working towards, you know, keeping Uncle Sam kind of out of your pocket as much as possible. And that's, that's part of the game is that you have to figure out how to build the right plan. Yeah. And even with that, there are certain time restrictions where once you sell, you have to be able to reinvest that within 45 days. So planning ahead is even more essential in a situation like that, knowing the value of your business and knowing what options to reinvest that money in. I just helped a client just in the last, uh, I guess six months or so, 
that had some real estate. He sold the real estate, didn't want to reinvest in real estate that he owned, but he invested into one of these programs that allowed him to do that with and avoid that capital gains tax. And uh, one of the key points of that, folks, and again, we're talking about a 1031 exchange. One of the key points of that is if you're the seller, you cannot take constructive receipt of the money at any point in there. You have to have what they call a qualified intermediary to accept that payment, put it in escrow, and then that payment goes to whoever you're buying this property from. If you touch that, if you get any, if you're actually in receipt of that money at any time during the transaction, then that blows the deal. So you want to make sure that you you do this right. You have somebody that's been through it a couple of times or hopefully more than a couple of times, but you have somebody that's been through it and can guide you through this. And, and again, it's all part of the retirement 360 game plan process, the retirement 360 scorecard process. And today we're talking primarily about the income gap analysis and the income gap is really determining what kind of income you're going to need in retirement and then how you're going to generate that income. So we got a simple form, a simple process for you guys. All you got to do is text the word income to 502-576-4800. What that's going to do is generate a response. Uh, we're going to send you that income gap analysis form. You're going to fill that out and then contact us. We can send you a Calendly link where we can either have a phone call conversation or we can have a meeting here in the office and really help you kind of get started in this process to understand what your probability of a successful retirement looks like. So again, text the word income to 502-576-4800 and we can get that form right over to you. What do you say to the small business owners who have a nice little pile of assets that they can retire on, except their business has kind of been tight the last couple of years and they've thought about digging into that savings to keep the business going with the thought, if I can save my business, I'll be able to replenish that money in the future. Is that a dangerous game to play? Well, it is. I mean, you have to know what your limitations are. And again, a lot of the small businesses use their business. And I hate to say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way. Use their business as kind of like an open checkbook. Uh, I mean, I, we, there's no secret. We, we boat down at Lake Cumberland and I couldn't tell you how many guys down there buy their go fast speed boats through their businesses and somehow write them off and all that stuff. And then, but, and they're using those assets as, uh, you know, their toys. But the problem is, is that, you know, some of them, I'm just like going to say some of them, are not looking forward over the next 10 to 20 years and what that means. I mean, now they're 40 or 50 years old and they're buying these, all these fancy toys and stuff, but to have a, you know, a million dollar go fast boat or a $500,000 go fast boat's not a, not that impossible to do. And they, and these people are doing it and maybe that's jeopardizing their future plan. All right. That's Alan Mercurio along with Troy Bolton. You're listening to retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. For your copy of the one-page income gap analysis, text the word INCOME to 502-576-4800 or text RETIRE to set up a visit to get the Retirement 360 scorecard, 502-576-4800. Welcome to Retirement 360. I'm James Parker. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. Of course, we've been talking about all things retirement and financial, and we're going to go to the mailbag. He gets questions. Alan gets questions all the time, not just through the show, but through the office and phone calls and emails. And whenever he sees a question he likes, uh, he types it out, prints it out, puts it to the side, and we go over them on the show here. So, uh, Alan, you ready to go through the Retirement 360 mailbag? 
Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. First question. I've heard estimates that healthcare costs will run around $300,000 for retirement. Can you explain that number? I've worked really hard to save almost $600,000. So that means half of my savings will go to just healthcare. I don't see how anyone can afford to retire if healthcare costs that much. Well, the, the number that you're quoting there is coming from a survey that's done by Fidelity Investments, and they do the survey about every, I don't know, probably about every three or four years. And it's actually gone up about it, you know, $80,000, $90,000 since we first started reporting this number several years ago. You know, the number is based off of the average hospital stays that, that people are spending. Now, this is, could that, does that mean that's money coming all out of your pocket? It absolutely could mean that. It uh, doesn't mean that, you know, everybody's going to spend the same dollar amount. But I think the thing that you have to think about is you got to think about how do you build money inside your plan that you can have access to or that's going to help you defray some of those costs if that actually happens to you. Now, obviously, we're going to have some kind of health insurance going into retirement. Hopefully, I mean, you're going to have Medicare. If you buy a Medicare supplement, that's going to pick up some of that cost. But you're still paying the premiums on all this stuff. Uh, maybe it means that you're, you've got a life insurance policy that you've had for years and years, and it's got some cash value in it that we can access that if you needed a, you know, fifteen, twenty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000, maybe there's money inside those types of plans that you can use. But the bottom line is, is that you're quoting a number that has been researched and then has been um, put out there as something that we need to be aware of. Now, the fact that we're aware of it is now we need to make sure that you have a plan for it. And it doesn't mean you're going to spend half your retirement savings. The bottom line is I don't know at this point, but we want to make sure that we have some kind of a strategy that if you have, have a big healthcare bill that you have resources that you can, you know, draw out of to pay those, those bills. All right. Uh, next question from the mailbag. Sure. What are the rules for when I have to start taking money out of my 401k? <laughs> okay. That's a short one. Yeah, that is a short one based on the last one. Um, okay. Well, 401ks are no different than your IRA other than if you continue to work past age 72. So let's say that in a regular retirement account, you can start taking it out at 59 and a half without penalty, but you will pay taxes on it in a you know normal traditional IRA uh, retirement plan. Same thing goes with a 401k. Now, a 401k allows you to take money out of it earlier without penalty, and but there's some some guidelines that you have to, or some guardrails that you have to stay in between, so to speak. So the, uh, that basically, if you were taking money out of your 401k after you've reached age 55 and you leave your current employer, so let's, let's run a scenario. Let's say the pandemic came along, you were 55 years old in 2020 and 2022. Now you're 57 and you just said, Hey, I'm, I'm just kind of done with this. I don't know that I, I got the energy to keep on going at this and you got a 401k, but you're looking at it saying, well, I'm 57. I take money out of it. I'm going to be penalized. Now, if you, if you've left your employer, you stopped working and over age 55 and you were over age 55 when you stopped working, then you can access your 401k without penalty. You can take that early withdrawal without that penalty. You still have to pay the tax, but you're you're avoiding that 10% penalty. Now, let's say you're on the other end of it. You you're you love what you do. You're working, you know, for a company that's that you just absolutely love or maybe this is your company and you're just you're really into the the process and and the benefit that you're providing to your clients. But you're looking at working beyond age 72. Now, in a traditional retirement account, again, because you at 72 now, you have to start taking money out of it. You can't put money into a traditional IRA after age 72. But if you're still in that 401k, you can still be contributing to it. And you, can, you don't have to take your required minimum distributions out of that 401k until you actually quit work. So if you're beyond that age 72, you might be able to keep that money in there, keep it engaged. So you're not, the required minimum distribution rules aren't really affecting you at that point. And, you know, so there's some options to look at there. So a lot of different rules. I'm not expecting anybody to remember what I just said, but the point is, is that there are options. If you're worried about or wondering about your 401k and how you can use it to your best, uh, you know, to the best ability for yourself, then the easy thing is is to to give us a call here at the office or to 
we've been staying on this all day. So we'll do the same thing today is that, uh, or in this segment is text the word income to 502-576-4800. And then we'll send you that gap analysis to find out what that income is. But you can actually even put on there that, you know, you, you're interested in your 401k and you, want some, you have some questions on that. Wow. A uh, lot there. Next question from the mailbag. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, this is another one that, uh, nice and short. I keep hearing there are some benefits to contributing to an HSA. Any thoughts on that? Should I be doing it? HSA, uh, health savings account. I yeah, health savings account. So if you're, uh, yeah, this, I mean, the health savings accounts, I think have some benefits to them. They're typically, this what they were typically designed for were for a company to have a healthcare plan uh, that had a large deductible and allow the employees to kind of put money in that health savings account to, you know, kind of help pay for that deductible and then also pay for some other things uh, throughout the year. But the, one of the nice things about the health savings account is, is that uh, that money that contri- that you contribute into that, you can pull out that's tax-free. And so you can use that money for the you know benefits that you need th- throughout the year, maybe eyeglasses or what have you. Uh, but then also that when you retire from the company or leave that company, you can potentially roll that over into your 401k if you're not using it or if you don't want to use it for healthcare, or maybe you use that to pay health insurance premiums for a few months or even a couple of years. Let's say you retire before age 65 and you want to use that to, to pay for healthcare premiums. You can do that as well. Now you can't make contributions to an HSA after you've enrolled in any part of Medicare. So you want to be careful if you're already in Medicare, you're not going to be able to use that. But you know, again, some of the benefits there are nice to have and and can be utilized in your retirement plan. And it's just really looking at each of those pieces to make sure how they fit and how they work best for you. Well, I remember in our talk from HSAs, health savings accounts, in a previous show, HSAs did this magic trifecta where from a tax purpose, it was a tax show. You can contribute pre-tax dollars in there. It grows tax deferred, and then you can spend the money if it's a qualified expense, tax free. It's Absolutely. the only, it, yeah. It's it, it's almost like uh, the, the the perfect uh, tax vehicle or avoiding tax vehicle. Well, and, the, and the and the government knows that healthcare is a big issue in this country. I mean, we you know, we the first question we had tonight was or today was the you know fact that you know I, I could potentially spend three hundred thousand dollars of my retirement savings and healthcare. What are you, are you kidding me? I mean, that's, that's what, so we know that this is an issue and the government has made some, uh, provisions in their planning or in the, uh, legislation that allows us to use this money. Again, as you said, tax deduction on going in tax deductible or tax uh, deferred while it's in there and then potentially tax-free when it comes out. So it, it works great to have that as a, you know, if you retire and you've got Twenty or thirty thousand dollars sitting on one of those. Nice to keep that thing going so that you can use it for things uh, on the tax-free side. All right, uh, last question here. Let's do it. All right, this is another short one. Uh, three short ones in a row, Alan. Uh, All this, right. this one is: Is my Social Security benefit going to be taxed? I can't figure out what to expect with that. It seems like a reasonable question because it's a pretty complicated system they have going over there. It is, and I, and I can make it really complicated, folks, but I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. Uh, yes, your Social Security can be taxed. It just depends on how much other income you have coming in, and that's going to determine how much of your Social Security could be taxed. I can tell you the history about it and how all that started. Uh, you know, Initially, Social Security was meant to be a tax-free uh, benefit, but over the years, it's changed as we would expect. And I think that you'll continue to see changes going forward in social security. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, if you're getting some income now, let's say, and this is probably going more towards our retired clients or retired listeners, people that are already retired. And you're looking at, Hey, I'm going to take my social security. I've got so much, some certain amount of income coming in from rental or from, you know, this thing I do on the side or whatever you really want to have a conversation with us to really determine how much of that social security is going to be taxable. And then if there's a way to avoid that, how to do that. So 
Text the word income to 502-576-4800. We're offering our income gap analysis this week. It's a form that we're going to send to you. It allows you to kind of go through your resources, what you what you currently know you're going to get income-wise, what your current expenses are, determines what a gap might be, or if you have a surplus, it also determine that for you. But then we use that to build out your Retirement 360 game plan through our Retirement 360 scorecard process. And it's, it's a uh, buttoned-up process that we've been using for years. It's a proprietary process. We'd love for you to go through it uh, because it's going to answer a lot of questions for you. Whether or not you become a client is, is immaterial, but we, it does provide you a lot of information in one spot. So, again, text the word INCOME to 502-576-4800 this week, and we will we'll send that form out to you. And then we'll have a conversation if, to see if it makes sense for us to get together and kind of look at your plan. Okay, do the texting numbers again. It's text the word income to 502-576-4800. And that's going to give you a, a link to a form that's going to allow you to, to go through that income gap analysis. Okay, and then here at the very end of the show, I would like to also throw in the office number. I know not everyone likes to do texting. People like the old-fashioned phone number. 502-273-1188. And the website is Louisville's Retirement Coach.com. And that's super easy to remember. You don't even have to write that down. Louisville's Retirement Coach.com. All right, Alan, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, James. Have All a right. good weekend, everybody. Have a good weekend. Join us next week. We'll do this again on Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.